welcome to this week's Sports Girls podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty. Well, we have all the reaction from the ladies' intermediate and senior football finals, and we'll also review the games with Sports Talk's Tom Brown. So, the results from the weekend in the All Ireland Intermediate Football Final Meath 217, Westmeath 4 5. And after losing their previous two All-Ireland finals, it was third time lucky for the Royal County and a very much deserved win. Tom spoke to Meath captain Moira O'Shaughnessy and player of the match, Vicky Wall. Last week is fantastic for the girls in front of me. What can I say? The heart and determination you showed out there today. You have done... Shocknessy after captain in uh, Mead to uh, All Ireland final first in uh, 25 years. Uh, how does that feel and how does that sound? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds uh, a bit alien at the moment, but yeah, no, it sounds incredible. Um, it's a great feeling, my God. Um, I think when you've worked so hard for something, um, to finally reap the rewards is just an amazing feeling, and um, I'm just so happy. Um, regardless of circumstance and the fact that there's nobody here, it's just it's a brilliant feeling for the team, um, and I, I'm so happy that we came out here and did what we, we came out here to do. In previous years, under heartbreak uh, conditions, after losing All-Ireland Finals, you're back here today. There's, it's very easy for me and everyone around here to see, but you put in a lot of work over the last couple of years to get back here and uh, to finally get over the line. It's a big achievement. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Um, look, I suppose I last year, um, you know, after two All-Ireland Final defeats, I, we kind of were wondering, you know, would, would people be as motivated to come back a third year and they were and then I suppose in March when the pandemic hit those worries came in again will it even be a championship or will the girls even kind of you know consider it a a necessity or you know prioritise it and they did and like I said over lockdown they just worked so hard on their own and when we came back together as a group there was a lot of things we could work on and because the, the, the base level fitness is already there so you know like they really earned and I think it showed there maybe in the last um, quarter there in the game the girls just it was in the legs and they just kept going and um, yeah they, they really did earn their their reward here today and obviously then a blistering start by us me getting the three goals kind of bamboozled you only for a couple of minutes but uh, you got right back on top and you looked well structured right throughout the game and didn't panic yeah I suppose look we've in, in I think our first All-Ireland in 2018 um, something similar happened with Throne and I think we did panic and we weren't able to restructure ourselves so you know we, we prepared for all um, you know possibilities here today of what and we, we knew Westmead were going to bring um, their A game and, and they did and we just we didn't panic because we knew we had it in us to come back and, and we had that character to, to draw it or you know really pull it out of, of the gutter so uh, and we, we did so it was great and a great performance 217 17 points fantastic score trying to motivate girls during the lockdown and all of that so it must be very very uh, thrilling for you to finally get here get them over the line and uh, for yourself and for your family a uh, proud moment absolutely I'm so proud yeah um, and our families like I said in my speech they've been incredible um, and they're honestly our biggest fans um, they just they've been there on the bad days and unfortunately they weren't here on the good day but we're all looking forward to going home to them and and uh, celebrating um, 
with them this win and, and this happiness um, so yeah I know they've been brilliant Well from everybody at Sports Talk uh, we're delighted that you finally got over the line and uh, look forward to 2021 uh, Senior Football Mead Yeah looking forward to it too thank you well Here with Vicky Wall after an absolutely sensational personal performance uh, by you to uh, lead your team to championship after 25 years and two final losses in the last couple of years excellent excellent work Thanks so much yeah we're absolutely delighted I suppose the last few years I've been tough enough for Mead Football and I suppose getting the getting back up to Division 2 and now finally back to seniors we're delighted Coming into the game we would have had Westmead as favourites for the game um, much of a worry had you on Westmead uh, you obviously would have done your homework on them um, but they, they coming that down from senior last year and then he previously playing Tipperary and they come down from senior and bouncing back up uh, were you worried that anyway that uh, could history kind of repeat itself um, I suppose we were we acknowledged the last few years but we weren't kind of hung up on it and we like you say we had the management have done unbelievable work on Westmead and we knew we knew what we needed to do and we knew how we were setting up for everything so I think when you're secure and you know how you're setting up for kickouts and setups and like frees and 45s and everything like that you kind of it makes it less of a worry we mentioned it in commentary and looking at you over the last couple of years, your running ability and your your kind of uh, presence on the ball when you have the ball, you're very confident. Uh, what personal touch did you put to your performance in the in your the last couple of years to perfect that? Yeah, I suppose fitness and then everything is something I've definitely worked on, and um, I suppose specifically for this match, me and my right foot. So. Um, yeah, I'm just in the last few weeks, I suppose, in previous matches, everyone says kind of just left sided and that kind of stuff. So that's something I want to add to my game and continue to over the next few years. So, yeah, it's been good. And I think management this, this year, like even when we were in lockdown, we all had specific programmes too. So that's pushed us all on a lot. With obviously the expansion of the ladies' football game, you want to kind of get the younger ch- children and kids and older people in the packed houses here looking at the Vicky Walls that are absolutely sensational and gracing this uh, fantastic stadium. Yeah, I think like our team and the teams that are playing today and have played in the junior final, like there's so many standout players, and I think the, if the more exposure you get, the more people will get at matches. And I think it's a pity this year you can't have people at matches because I think the, the record last year would have been absolutely smashed this year with the interest that's been during lockdown. And I suppose even just the fact that this year we've been able to watch every single match on some sort of stream or Facebook Live, like it's unbelievable for people that can never usually get to matches and people that mightn't be mightn't bother to go to them and have seen them online and say, right, well, like the next time, like when they're live, I'm going to be going to them. So it's yeah, it's unbelievable. We talked about a lot about Christmas All Ireland in uh, Sports Talk on the podcast, and uh, you eventually got it. Uh, how, did, how are you going to celebrate over the next couple of weeks? Probably. Uh, will be different than uh, most times yeah it will be different I'm sure we'll we'll adapt in some form and try to find a way to celebrate but um, yeah we're just absolutely buzzing I know Avian Cleary has been wishing everyone a Merry Christmas which is the cup every so she's been wishing everyone that so we're happy that that's come true now <laughs> well Vicky uh, from all the sports talk we're delighted to uh, be here and uh, witness your performance today fantastic for media getting over the line after the last couple of defeats and onwards and upwards now in 2021 in senior football super thank you so much In the senior football final, Dublin won 10, Cork won 5 and Dublin make it four All-Ireland titles in a row. Myself and Tom caught up with some of those that were an integral part in the Dubs' historic achievement. Lindsay Davey, Captain Sinead Ahern, Manager Mick Bohan, Noel Healy and Nicole Owens.
Rosie, congratulations on the win. You always knew you were going to get a battle with Cor. First half, you kicked some wides, but you were creating chances. Yeah, and I suppose that's the thing. Like, look, any time we play Cork, it's always a battle. And if you look back to every year, there is never really much bet- between us. And they really came with a great intensity in the first half and put our, our backs up against the wall. But for us, I think we were frustrated with our chat. Like, we just weren't being clinical. I think we had three chances that we missed out of 12. So we were really kind of frustrated with that. Um, but in the second half, we knew we were, like you said, we were creating those chances. We just weren't executing them. So I think the second half, we knew we just needed a bit more composure and we just needed to up our work rate and intensity and thankfully we did that and you know did Mick say that to you at halftime was it a case of you know just take your time be more composed with your shot selection yeah like there was no worry within the dressing room and I think that's the experience that has come in um, that we've built up over the past couple of years like I said we, we've been in the position where we've lost three All-Irelands in a row but I think the experience that we've gained from them has paid off dividends in the past couple of years and even though three points then at halftime to be honest I don't think it even phased the girls we knew that we were creating the chances um, and I think that was a massive thing in the second half but I think we just came out all guns blazing and started popping the scores and then once we got those couple of scores you know what I mean the rest is history Carly even stepping up for that penalty just this fantastic experience within the team and leadership I was just very proud of everyone today like just this one was all about the team It's daunting taking a penalty at any stage but it's not even a packed Crow Park it's a near Crow Park with no one yeah. here so it must have been kind of an interesting feeling for Carly taking that penalty uh, Look I had I never had any doubt um, she did the exact same against our man that's just the, the experience of a player that she is she's like just she's just unbelievable like even she's stepping up to the freeze I never had any any doubt with her um, but yeah when I seen her going up I was like I knew there was only one place it was going and that was in the back of the net It actually in some ways is like the Armagh game because it was Carla's penalty that got you back into the game in that game I suppose you probably learned so much from that game because Armagh really pulled up to you um, I think any team we played this year have really put up. Like we definitely had a tough group with Donegal and Waterford, um, and then like I said, it was the exact same against um, Armagh. But I think those really challenging games kind of stood to us today. Like I said, when our backs were against the wall, we just knew it was going back to doing the simple things really well and just being more uh, clinical up front. Do you think, in some ways, I know the first one was probably the hardest to win, but in some ways this year with the knockout and you had to win your first game and that game with Donegal was always going to be a tricky one that maybe this one was the hardest for you to win uh, there are so many challenges for this year like you know when we're looking somewhere we didn't even know if this championship was going to happen um, and like we were kind of doing our own stuff at home and like the talent the, like with the management again they just had everything planned down to a tee be it like doing zoom calls and gym sessions online um, but you're still you're training for something that you didn't even know was going to happen so when we finally got back in September you know a lot of girls were just so well rested like I know for me it's probably been a saving grace for me because I don't think I've ever had I think it was nearly six months of a break although I was doing my own individual training just to have that gap and to come back then against our first game against Sunday we were just fantastic to kind of get the championship up and running and you know I think we're in a very privileged position to be out here playing like even with the lockdown and all this everyone's Everyone's gone through such hardship this year, but to be actually be able to play a match and to get very easy, to have to know that you're, you've got people watching at home and just giving them an hour where they've something to watch, I think it's just we're in a very privileged position and we're just I'm just personally just so proud of what everyone did here today. Like it's just amazing. It's great for us to watch you. You mentioned those defeats. I think you probably learned more from those three defeats than you've learned from the previous three wins. Uh, like those like it's funny like this is my 10th All-Ireland and at one stage you know I, I lost five and only won one and then to lose three in, like three of it in a row um, you just kind of thought it was never going to happen um, but then when Mick came in what he's after doing with this team like is unbelievable the, the bond and friendship between everyone it's just a fantastic self to be a part of but on the back of that yeah I think those those defeats and the team obviously sticking together we've learned so much from them um, and I think that experience um, has just shown now here in the past couple of years, like especially in the likes of today, you know, when the chips were down, so many players stood up and we just went back to doing the simple things and just controlled the game. But Lindsay, that's what champions are like. It's, you know, I was at that Armagh game and even though Armagh really put it up to you, you know, you showed why you're champions and that's what it's all about, grinding out those results. Absolutely. Um, and it's about doing the simple things really well. But like I said, there's been years when we've made mistakes and got punished for them. So we knew that it was about minimising those mistakes, maintaining possession and working the scores. Um, and that's exactly what we did today. But I think it's an absolute credit to the team and to what makes after doing with us the past couple of years.
Mick Bowen is probably going to be looked at by men's teams because what he has done, as you said that, I think as a tactician, he has got it spot on, your game plan. Yeah, absolutely. And just the work that the management team do as a whole, you know, there's no stone ever left unturned. Um, but I think what's more important than that is just the environment that he creates. It's a very enjoyable setup to be a part of. Like I said, there's such fantastic friendship within that team. And, and he's all about going out for us, expressing ourselves, enjoying the game. And, you know, when you're out there and you're playing with your friends, like, what more do you want? Like, you know, it's just a very enjoyable environment to be a part of. You mentioned about how privileged you were to play. I think us as supporters were so privileged to have such sports stars like yourselves. And thank you so much for giving us months of entertainment. Thanks very much. Thank you. Sinead, we were all worried when you limped off against Armagh and then we were worried when you were taken off today, but you come back on to be there in the final minutes as you claimed a fourth All-Ireland title in a row and your fifth. I suppose it's it's still sinking in at the moment. Great second half from the girls, um, you know, really, really turned the screw in the third quarter and uh, just brilliant to see, um, you know, such leadership all over the pitch. Uh, and we've had, a, you know, I've had some, some really tough games this year. I'm not sure everyone's, you know, given the teams that we've played credit for, for how well they've played and, you know, Cork again today put us under massive pressure. So uh, to come through that, it's just, you know, it's, it's brilliant for the girls. I was saying to Lindsay Davy that it's probably one of your toughest All-Irelands to win. When you look at the games you had, your uh, freakish goal, but I suppose you meant it, <laughs> against Donegal that started it all off, but you knew how tough it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I suppose normally we have, you know, a bit of a lead in with, with championship. You, you know, you're playing a Leinster game and, you know, if, if that doesn't go your way, you're, you're still in the championship and you kind of have a chance to build back to the group phases. Whereas this year you were coming up against the Donegal team that, you know, we knew were really, really well prepared and, and they came out and said out their style really well. And it was, you know, it was tight for us to, to get through that game and, and we probably had to be at a much higher pitch much earlier in the championship than, than normal. So that was a huge challenge. Obviously, we came back and we'd only, you know, six or seven weeks to get ready. So it was kind of like championship on speed this year it was uh, very little time to kind of reflect and, and prepare for your next game um, so I suppose having three weeks coming into this one it was you know maybe a chance to take a breath and, and kind of you know respect and enjoy the fact that you're in an all the final and you know we very much try and enjoy the journey as, as we go so it's, it's been tougher this year obviously with not getting to spend as much time with the girls you know in terms of traveling together and eating together and all the usual bits and pieces that, that you know you normally that's that's particularly for players who are on the fringes and uh, you know management and everything that you know we couldn't get everyone to games today it's, it's been a tough season for everyone so just you know delighted that that it's all it's all paid off today AIB had that slogan the toughest journey and I think this year with everything that's gone through you know we didn't even know if we were going to have games and then on the 20th of December yeah. you and the girls serve up another special yeah like those times you were going training and you honestly didn't know if this was going to be the last session if it was going to be pulled it, there was you know there was a few times when it, when it felt a bit like that whether we'd even get football and look obviously the year that we've had there's more much more important things than, than football but it was a huge outlet for us to be able to go train and I think we just you know all realised just how lucky we were to, to be in that and even though it wasn't you know necessarily the full experience um, you know just just massively privileged to, to have had it and uh, hugely hugely enjoyable to get to get this result at the end you went off injured against Armagh and Carla stepped up took away a penalty today again Carla was able to pop over this freeze and then took away the penalty did you approve of the penalty <laughs> <laughs> yeah look I saw it going down and I was thinking oh it's it's a tough one sometimes to, to be failed for the penalty and yes. to stand straight up and take it so once again hats off to Carla I mean you know just she's uh, years of watching you uh, she, and she, look, she's a fantastic player she does that every day of training um, as well and that's it like I mean you just you don't get to see all the, the hard yards that, that, that gets put in, you know, second and third and fourth free takers and, and, you know, all the girls practicing 30 metre kicks this year as well. So everyone thought they were a free taker this year. But uh, no, look, it's, um, it's, it's just brilliant. She's, you know, she's a fantastic player and once again stood up today in a great performance. You're yourself. How does this All-Ireland feel compared to the others? I suppose after the hardship of the three defeats in a row, the first one was great. But when you think of everything you had to go through this year, yeah, it was a different year um, with with how things panned out. But I think you probably got the, you know that perspective, sense of perspective again with just how lucky we are to, to be out here and, and to, to be able to do things like this. So three, I suppose, tough defeats as you said before we managed to turn it around. And it's just fantastic character and belief from the girls to to do it. We can praise the girls, but there's also a man there that has really transformed ladies football in Dublin. And I think because of him, ladies football around. Has been transformed 
Yeah, I mean, like, what, what more can you say? It's, it's the record speaks for itself. Um, you know, four titles since he, since he's come on board. Jim Gavin, he's coming for your record. <laughs> yeah, look, Mick is just he's hugely passionate about football and just demands so much of us. And, and I suppose when he came in, um, you know, I, I, I felt that you know maybe for us coming out of those three defeats as players, we had a responsibility that you know we needed to fix what had gone wrong. And and I just wasn't sure with a new manager coming in whether he'd. He'd be able to, to let us do that, um, but you know he's passed responsibility and, and he's he's given us a platform as players to be able to, to take it on. And I think you know the de- the development, the, the evolution of the team, you can see that um, in the matches you know over the, the, the four years. So I, I think there's still there's still more there. And look, I I don't know what I don't know what what makes fans are, but obviously you know he's 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 brought so much to Dublin. It'd be great to see him stick around. Yes, it'll be only a couple of months till you're back out. You'll probably be back out. You'll probably give you your uh, training schedule for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I haven't heard now, I suppose, what, what the, the plan for the calendar is for, for next year. But look, uh, Christmas, uh, we'll all be in better condition over Christmas anyway. So uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to keep you, it up. You said that, Asher Beckett, it's Christmas. So you can use that line now yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, we'll have a slightly uh, lesser window to, uh, to do as much damage to ourselves. So uh, pre-season. We look forward, though, yeah. to running that off you. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure Ken will. Yeah, right. He'll. Uh, uh, sure. Look, it's uh, it's it's brilliant. It was 20th of December. We're, we're at Christmas, so it's, it'd be nice to celebrate now. Sinead, during the summer, I didn't think we would have games, and yeah. we have games now. And thank you, and to every player that has went out there, because you know it was dicey for yourselves. You didn't know what was going to happen yourselves playing. No. Um, yeah. Look, bonus here, really. I suppose that, that we got football. Um, and and uh, <laughs> I suppose if you had asked me back in March what about a winter championship I, I would have said are you kidding me um, you know how, how's that going to work but, the conditions um, have actually been brilliant the conditions have been brilliant we've been very lucky I have to say with, with all of our matches I know in the men's they had some some terrible conditions but uh, I think you know we were lucky mother nature mother nature and uh, look even the pitches and everything where we've been training have held up really really well so I suppose it just it shows where the, where the game has gone to that you know you're able to, to keep fitness and, and play you know some of the football that was on show out there today even in, in December the depths of winter so uh, yeah brilliant Santy bring us lots of brass though is that it <laughs> I don't think we'll get to see that now for a while the, uh, I know you um, yeah look I, I don't even know if the, if, if the girls got a chance to, to lift it so um, obviously I had a, a, the honour of, of accepting the cup on, on behalf of them but um, I, I hope so look I, I hope I hope it's not too long before we get a chance to celebrate this with you know the wider the wider group um, as I mentioned families and friends that we just haven't been able to, to see here today which is, which is really strange but you know we'll look forward to, to going back to them now she can do it again next year for them <laughs> I'm just here with Noelle Healy after winning four in a row Noelle uh, fantastic display by yourselves uh, Dublin against a uh, Cork team that are well fancy coming into this game yeah absolutely you can never write Cork off look they've been the standard setters um for the past decade um, so they've been really good we knew that we'd have our work cut out, cut out for us and you know uh, they they definitely started the strongest getting a really well work goal um, they put an awful lot of pressure on us in the back as well you know we probably rushed a few shots and were made rush a few shots you know they suffocated us a little bit in the first half um, so you know we we, we knew there'd be a, a tough match for us but we were glad to I suppose to, to reset at half time and, and to come out and you know we, we just went from the front foot up, up uh, from the forward line really just you know started our work right from there and it kind of just clicked from there on and then you had some powerful running displays from uh, Jennifer Dunn and uh, yourself and obviously Sinead then as well which was really breaking the line and, and breaking at speed uh, when you were getting the ball up front you weren't just leaving yourselves isolated you were running in waves yeah absolutely um, look Jen Dunn's a strong powerful girl and I suppose um, I'd be the same just strong line breaks um, and then just try to lay the ball off to the person in the right position that's that's how we play the game um, and we, you know we set up a good few opportunities in the first half we probably had set up a, good, a lot of opportunities well and we're just rushing passes or, or rushing shots um, which was really disappointing but we, we kind of um, remedy that at half time and a busy season for you being on a frontline worker as well uh, how did you balance both being at, on, the, on the front line and then uh, balancing your sporting life then as well um, yeah look it was busy it was it was hard um, but look I suppose there was not much of a difference from past years as well look you know work is always busy um, I suppose that there's that extra worry that comes on but it's the same 
<clears throat> for everyone coming in no matter whether it's school teachers or anything like that but I'm um, delighted that it's kind of paid off now and gotten over the line and Mick has you playing some fantastic brand of football very good tactician and uh, you would have to say guys tactics are absolutely spot on yeah absolutely look we'd always trust that they'd get it right um, the management team are phenomenal uh, Shane, Redzer, Solo um, Claire, uh, Willie you know, they just Paul go on and on um, they work so hard the hours they put in analysing teams is phenomenal um, and you know we just trust that they'll get the tactics right and they trust in us that you know we'll um, I suppose get in the pitch and if things are going wrong we probably have the tools at this stage four years on to, to fix it ourselves in the pitch which is you know really satisfying that they have that trust in us and we'd win the earlier game the intermediate uh, means that we have a Leinster final for next season uh, something to look forward to meet Dublin uh, Leinster final yeah absolutely um, probably a classic I suppose uh, traditional rivals um, when I started playing you know Meade <coughs> actually knocked me out I think of the Leinster final the first I played in, properly in 2011 so um, you know traditionally they have a really strong team so it's great to see them back Westmeads you know will be strong again next year as well um, so it can only be good for Leinster football and uh, we talk a lot about uh, Christmas All-Ireland at Sports Talk uh, you have a Christmas uh, All-Ireland way championship win uh, how are you going to celebrate I know it's diff- difficult times but uh, the Dublin girls like to celebrate and celebrate in style yeah look I think we're all just dying to get home to our families um, <clears throat> you know we take an awful lot from them and the sacrifices that make I know that I'm dying to get home um, and see my mum and dad now so that that's that's where I'm going um, and look when it's safe we'll all get together again I think our parents um, we all know how much the group means for our parents as well and it's hard for them not to be here and, and see each other and see all the girls we've been playing with each other for years so when it's safe please God we'll, we'll get together and we'll, we'll have a big party well, from everybody at Sports Talk, uh, delighted to be here to be able to see you play and a uh, fantastic display again and congratulations on four in a row and uh, we'll see you in 2021 for five. Thank you very much. Have a great Christmas. Well, Thanks, William. Thanks. I'm delighted to be joined by Mick Bowen after uh, winning four in a row. Mick, uh, absolutely sensational uh, to have four in a row All-Ireland. So how are you? Just, it's been a while since you, you lifted it, but uh, how does it feel? Yeah, great. Uh, like, I mean, when, if you talked to me during the summer, I didn't think this thing was going to go ahead. I didn't think it should go ahead. I just looked everywhere I looked, I saw problems. Uh, even in our own group, with 14 people working in frontline work, they were massively nervous about coming to train and about subjecting other people in the group to, you know, the possibility of bringing a virus in. And obviously, like everybody, lots of people have people who are at home who are vulnerable and all those things. It just I, I just found it most difficult. But, you know, you look back at this period, like on reflection, probably got as good a day as you could possibly hope for on the 20th of December as opposed to pitches, you know, last September we played an All-Ireland final here and team and rain and wind. So there was things, there's factors that have helped people at home who are sitting in or trying to mind each other getting ready for the Christmas are sitting here and they're getting a little bit of entertainment so all those things have become positives and you know we didn't have a roadmap to work off because we hadn't been through this before um, and then obviously for them to figure out a lot of the problems this year and to be successful and go on and win an All-Ireland in, in 2020 or the year of the COVID or whatever we're going to refer to as we're, you know, we're just massively proud at this point and for all managers this year, it was kind of difficult to keep the kind of strength and condition up within your squad. But uh, Dublin seemed to be uh, going from strength to strength there as that game went on. And that's the thing, like, I mean, so much of that work over the summer periods was done on their own because obviously there was no collective training or no access to gyms. or So they were working from home. They had their own little bit of equipment or anything we could bag, borrow or steal from friends or otherwise to try and keep them at it. And Zoom class, I didn't even know what Zoom was nine months ago. All these things that we, you know, we had to reinvent, try and, you know, become competent to keep the thing going. I mean, you think, I just think back over, you know, quizzes, cookery classes, holy divine Lord. None of us were ever equipped for this because we didn't, we didn't have the opportunity to try and prepare for something of that magnitude. So anyone to have got to this stage this year you know to get to a final of the competitions in whatever hurling football camogie ladies and men doesn't make a difference just really have to take a bow at this point in time and say you know that's something we, we, we are very proud of and you would have been well aware that uh, Cork were well fancied coming into this game uh, but we have to say we always kind of look at the tactical side of the battle from a uh, sports talk but uh, you got your tactics lovely today yeah, it was interesting. We, we, we had a little bit of a smirk on our face during the week, listening to players from other counties just uh, writing us off and 
to a degree we were saying do they actually not understand the character that's in this group like they will not roll over if Cork are going to beat us they're going to have to do an awful lot of things right and that's not an arrogance that's the growth of the group because they've become you know they've had such an ability to teach each other like I look at girls out there Lindsay, Noel you know Sinead Ahern they've become teachers to the young girls and the young girls are learning off that's that's probably the, the best or the greatest success I think that you know and my management team have created is that they've allowed that platform for them teach for them main players with that experience become teachers of the game to the younger kids therefore they can problem solve therefore when the game starts to drift go away it's not all about solutions on the sidelines it's about solutions on the field yeah and like uh, Cork would have sat back against you there probably not the right thing to do against Dublin with the half back line you have and then a player that I was very impressed with today is Jennifer Dunn from midfield with those powerful runs trying to get through those gain lines and uh, link up passes she was uh, absolutely phenomenal today brilliant and she won a really dirty ball there with about 12 minutes to go like against Kiro Sullivan who obviously is one of their warriors uh, but Jen has been doing that she's she's uh, she's had a really good um, campaign for us like the line breaks that she's created from that middle third and it's such an injection like it's one thing coming from your you know half back line or your half forward line but coming straight through the heart in the middle of the park like and then offloading it just creates so many problems for your opponents and we all talk about uh, Christmas All-Ireland at Warsaw. you have it now how are you going to celebrate now over the next couple of weeks obviously it's going to be a little bit different from uh, other years maybe but uh, the Christmas turkey will have a little friend uh, beside you uh, this year with uh, Dublin yeah I believe you're not allowed to take the cup out of the stadium <laughs> which is uh, so you'll we'll have to go and buy your own little plastic ones but yeah uh, I have to say I'm looking forward now to getting home and just putting it on and having a glass of wine and just soaking up the you know the li- little bit of um, the little bit of that feeling that just comes with you know a, a decent job done and you're kind of a man that likes symbols uh, going for five in a row 2021 um, keeping these girls together and keeping them fit under the kind of strange circumstances we had this year getting their strength and condition right all of the enthusiasm going but there is a great bond amongst the girls there you can see it uh, afterwards and amongst they are a very close-knit group and uh, you will be hoping for a five in a row drive yeah I'm not, I, I'm no, I honestly no idea what the future holds I don't know like we haven't spoken plans with the players we haven't spoken plans with the management team like it's been one of those years like essentially as of today our contract runs out we haven't even spoken to the county board so all those things are, are up in the air at the moment and I'm sure we'll you know likes of Sinead Ahern and that now could uh, you know could be could be finishing up and uh, so with that you don't know what's going to happen and if they do they, they, you know, they owe it nothing because they've been just incredible servants for this group. But you must be in high demand yourself as regards uh, teams ringing you up, uh, looking for them to train next year, be it club or inter county or whatnot. Uh, what's your strategy for the next couple of weeks? Are you going to take a time, or what would it take for your your head to be turned to uh, go to another management job? Maybe. Well. It's, it's funny that that, that question uh, that question comes back I, I've been asked that question a couple of times as regards a better job or a more demanding job or a ch- higher challenge yeah. I have thoroughly enjoyed working with this group and at the end of the day I'm representing my county there's only uh, three senior jobs or four senior jobs in this county in Camogie, ladies football, men's football and hurling and I'm in one of them so I'm I, I don't have any hang-ups about that. Uh, I've been lucky enough to have had experience working with the men's and been part of a successful management team there. All those things are things you take away and you put in your locker and you just move on from. But representing Dublin means a lot to me. Well, Mike, from everybody at Sports Talk, congratulations on one row. We learn a lot from your tactics and stuff, especially with the management we have in Sports Talk. Congratulations, and we'll see you maybe in 2021. Thank you. Happy All Christmas. Right. Delighted to be joined by uh, Nicole Owens. Uh, Fantastic to play again by Dublin in a in the final and a four in a row. Yeah, no, I think we we uh, came into this kind of wanting to sort of put a display on for, for ourselves really more than anything. Um, and I think we probably, you know, we left a bit of bonus in the first half, but I think in the second half we really finished strong um, and saw through. 
and he really played a good running game with the with the ball. Uh, Jennifer Dunn, uh, Sinead Goldrick, um, uh, really setting up and breaking that line really, really strongly, and give you inside a good uh, ability to get the ball and knock it over the bar. Yeah, well, I mean, sure, like we know, we know, of course, they're going to try and um, kind of flood back and cause chaos back yeah. there. So really, just case they're trying to move the ball quickly. And obviously, when you, you know the likes of, of Jen and Noel on the ball, the pace coming through, um, you know, it's the best thing we can do as long is get out of the way and leave that space for them to run into. I suppose yourself, uh, coming back from injury, uh, fantastic to see you come back, uh, back on the stage and back uh, playing so well. Yeah, no, just delighted to to be back more than anything. Um, it definitely has been a longer road than than was anticipated, um, and that's going to be obviously been tough the last while, but. Um, yeah, getting back in, in the last match um, and then this match has just been lovely to feel like part of the team again. And how has it been? Have you felt uh, 100% since you come back? Yeah, sure. I mean, I've, I've, you know, my, my body hasn't got the time, the time to be on the pitch that it would have had in previous years. Yeah. Um, but like, thankfully, a lot of you know we an opportunity to play a lot of in-house games and they're as tough as any championship game with kind of the, the caliber of the squad we have. So I felt really good going into that game. Um, yeah. And you have to give a word to Mick Bowen, he got his tactics very well today. Four in a row, he'll stick around <laughs> for five, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure he will. Um, he's a man for a symbolism mix, so five, five, five in a row would have a nice ring to it. But yeah, no, I suppose we're, we're going to celebrate this one anyway, um, and especially kind of the year that it's that it's been, and everything it stands for, and how, how different it's been this year. And, you know, we'll celebrate this, celebrate this with our families. Um, and then, yeah, we'll have a bit of time off before we start thinking about next year. And just on the Christmas and uh, the build-up to the all Ireland final, have you had a chance to uh, get your Christmas shopping done and give back to your family? <laughs> oh, God, yeah, I've, I've some of it done. So it might be a bit of a scramble over the next few days. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it'll get done. It'll be a good Christmas. Well, from everybody at Sports Talk, delighted to be watching over the last couple of years and uh, delighted you got your four in a row. And uh, well up for 2021 uh, 5-0. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks very much. Happy Christmas. <laughs> Um, it was strange being in Crow Park yesterday, just a few days before Christmas, but it was great to be there and have our finals. The first game, it was third time lucky for me, the defeat at Westmeath in the intermediate final. Overall, Meath thoroughly deserved it. A very composed performance for them. They conceded three early goals in the first couple of minutes, but they never panicked after that. Totally deserved to win it. I'm sorry, I know you're a Westmeath man yourself, but you would say it's that, you know, Meath were the better team. Yeah, well, we, I had tipped Westmead from the start of the year, just from the couple of games that I had seen. I hadn't seen too much of Meath. Obviously, I had seen Meath last year in the in the finals and that. But uh, this year, fancied Westmead, I just thought they'd have a little bit more experience. Now, they did make some w- weird calls on the day. Uh, Karen Hegarty, who I thought was outstanding this year. Now, she might have had a quiet semi-final but she was well marked and obviously teams are going to mark the best players but her not playing uh, I thought was a big blow to Westmead getting back to the start of the game all I could think of when those goals were going in and uh, Mead were getting there uh, I think with 2-4 they scored right from the first 10 minutes if you had 80,000 people in that stadium it would have been rocking with the goals it was end-to-end stuff and both teams in fairness, like the football that was played from the intermediates was absolutely exceptional. Like you had the obvious uh, Vicky Wall, who I would have seen in the last couple of years playing, but I would just love for in 2021 for some people to be allowed back into these games to be able to watch the likes of Vicky Wall, Emma Duggan, who was very unlucky not to get player of the game, uh, Stacey Grimes, all they need. Uh, kind of big players uh, stood up and they did get a major blow in the first half when Sarah Wall went off with a, a knee injury uh, kind of held up the game for a bit but the answer to that was Vicky Wall's goal who was in my 
time I look at a football, it reminds me of a goal that is talked about in Westmead for a long, long while. It's Martin Flanagan's goal over against Offaly. In, I think it was back in maybe 97 or that. But it just to kind of sidestep through the a good player for Fiona Claffey, uh, just batted her out of the way and Lorraine Duncan chased him back and just buried it with her right foot back into the back of the net. I just thought that was a fantastic goal. As I said before, if there was 80,000 people, the place would have been absolutely hopping. And for Westmead, I thought they did try very, very hard. I just think Mead were a better t- team on the day. Denise, I think you will agree with that. They were well set up, well structured. They didn't panic when Westmead got those uh, three opening goals. Now, the three opening goals were very, very good. Now, I know the one that came off the post and it kind of, it was an opportunist goal, but you have to be in the right position to get that type of goal. And she was, and she got a little bit of luck and that's as good a goal as any goal, you know. But the two, three goals that Westmead got were very, very good in the first half. The problem was they didn't get an opening score until they, I think it was 24 to 25th minute of the game, which isn't good enough when you're in an All-Ireland final like that. Um, they were under a lot of pressure in the half-back line with the the running of Vicky Wall. Yeah. But then you put out, try to put out the fire of Vicky Wall and you had Emma Duggan, you had Stacey Grimes tripping in there, uh, Mario Shotnessy, all those girls all stepped up to the, to the mark this year. You would kind of say, after going into they're third All-Ireland. Are they a little bit soft-centred? But definitely not after the guess of this game. They're well-structured. Uh, they have a good core group of players there. They're, very, they're a tight-knit group uh, after, obviously, the, the last couple of losses. I know I'm a West Mead man, but I was pleased once um, we did win it because we'd interviewed them last year after uh, All-Ireland losses. And it is tough to come back every year, and especially in the year that was in it. But uh, I think Westmead will learn a lot from yesterday's game. I think uh, they have a lot of youth on the bench there that in the coming years will come along. And I think they're, they've got a good few young players over the course of the next four or five years that will be coming on. So Westmead will be there, thereabouts for the intermediate championship in the next couple of years. But great credit has to go to the Mead uh, ladies. They were very, very easy on the eye as regards the football they were trying to play, the structure. And again... They had some fantastic performances and that's what won them the game. Jerry Buckley, the Westmeath journalist, said to me after the game, when you look at the scores, 19 scores to 9, that kind of reflected the game itself. Yeah, well, two seventeen, seventeen points in any game, but 17 yeah. points in an All-Ireland final to score, like it was absolutely some of the phenomenal scores, like, you know, there. And it wasn't just... Uh, the Vicky Walsh or Emma Duggan uh, came in with scores. Stacey Grimes came in with Emma Troy came up as well from the back line and scored a point. Yeah, like there was just, they were just well structured and they knew what they were at as regards taking the scores. Some fantastic scores. Like, I'm not happening on about, but it was fantastic football they played yeah. and they thoroughly deserved their win, like, you know, in difficult conditions, in winter weather, with a little bit of wind, a little bit of a slow pitch. I thought they looked absolutely fantastic. And I must say, the physique and the kind of physicality of the two teams in training condition, they they went hammer and tongs at for the first, say, 40 minutes. And uh, it was excellent game to look at. We now will have a Leinster Senior Championship next year. Straight to the final, it'll be Meath and... Dublin, they're a very young team when you think of it. Like Emma Duggan, I remember seeing her last year um, against Longford in the Division 3 semi-final. She really stood up and she's such a young girl. Vicky Wall, 22. Like They're, they're a very young team. I know there's some of the older ones there, but it, it's a great blend. They'll give them a boost. I can see them giving Dublin a game. Yeah, they will do. Yeah, uh, They're well structured. They, they will come on from the losses of the last two years. There is a little bit of transition going on there. Got some nice players on the bench. They have a core group there, Dee, that will be very, very in- inspirational for me over the next couple of years. And yes, they the kind of kingpins are, are Dublin at the moment after speaking to Mick Bowen after yesterday's game you kind of got the sense that a couple of them were going to be stepping away after uh, yesterday's game so they will be going through transition as well and Mead are on the way up and Westmead are on the way up as well uh, I know Westmead lost yesterday but over the next five, six, seven years in Westmead you will see some cracking players come through for them and uh, it's going to be an entertaining uh, next ten years say of Leinster ladies football and I'm delighted to see that the Leinster Championship is back 
after the game yesterday, some of the Westmead journalists were telling me that the Westmead manager, Sean Finnegan, said something that I actually had asked Longford captain Michelle Farr last week about regrading the championship again and having, say, 15, 16 teams of senior and then kind of balancing out more because even though his team lost yesterday he kind of felt maybe you know and when you look at the results in the group stages was Meath and Meath were easily beating counties in those games and they weren't really competitive games is it something that the LGFA have to look at because you do look at obviously Meath West Meath then I feel that Next year, it's not going to be as easy for Westmead if we do have an intermediate and they're in it because Diana Hora is taking over Roscommon and I know what Diana is like as a manager. Longford had her. We know what Diana is like as a person. You know, she's very ambitious. So they're going to be there or thereabouts and there's one or two other counties as well that, you know, but then is the step up then too big to senior? Current structure, senior, intermediate and junior, it, I think it works okay. You are going to get some teams that are running through it transitional periods but the likes of Wexford there and Roscommon they'll be eyeing the championship next year uh, and I know Fermanagh that are coming up coming up from junior they are on a very very steep kind of progressive curve under their manager and there's been a lot of good work done over the last 10 years with underage structures in counties I'm not so sure that it's going to be in the next say 4-5 or five years as say one-sided games I think there's some very very if you look at the underage structures that each of the counties have had there are some absolutely very talented players come up and I think you'll see that leveling out now you are obviously in every sport you're going to have different teams that are just that little bit a step above uh, other teams but regrading it into kind of different pockets I don't know if there's any huge necessity for that just yet we'll move on to the senior game and after the intermediate game you know we were hoping for something good but I was kind of a, a little bit let down and a little bit disappointed because I thought we would have gotten a lot more from the senior game you had said extra time at half time Cork had gone in a goal ahead but Dublin had chances they missed a lot of chances in the first half, but they were creating those chances. And then, obviously, the Carla Roll penalty, and it set them on the way. And I suppose the performance showed why they're champions. Yeah, and I would say they're practically unbeatable in the way that Cork set up, in the sense that they were kind of sitting back and allowing Dublin come upon them. Because you have Sinead Goldrick, even Siobhan McGrath, the new girl that I was very, very impressed with this year was uh, Jennifer Dunn, yes. With those kind of breaking runs through the lines. And, like, it's okay to make fast breaking runs from the half back line, and then you kind of run out of steam at the half forward line. But they were actually regenerating. There was nearly a second and third wave of quick pace runs coming through. And they were allowed to do that because Cork were sitting in deep, you know, and kind of waiting and not putting too much pressure on them. Now, I know Dublin did, uh, and a lot of people even yesterday were saying that Dublin were there for the taking, but if you look through that first half, Dublin could have been out of sight, and I just don't think that Cork have the firepower as they used to have up front. I thought they were very wasteful with some of their shot selections, and then there was a couple of times where there was ladies inside them and they kind of held on to the ball a little bit too much. It's my own personal feeling about that kind of tactic of letting teams come along to you. If if you're a clever enough manager and you're clever enough players are able to figure out that puzzle which McBone kind of thinks about and talks about quite often, they will understand that, hold on here now, we've only maybe two forwards to look after so we can move up the pitch and kind of attack more and put more pressure on Cork coming out of the half-back line. And I think that's what happened. I just thought Dublin kind of maybe up until they started the second half to figure out that and once they did they never really looked in any doubt of being uh, beaten You look at Dublin when they were on the attack and the numbers they had and their support players and players running off the shoulder Cork never had that I know we mentioned about how you know they were set up defensively but even when they were on the attack you know several times players lost possession or Dublin were able to block them out Yeah well in that system like Players are not robots. They cannot defend for their lives and defend, 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 and then expect to just turn a switch and be able to go 60 yards up the field and with the same kind of power and the same kind of energy levels try get across that, say, half-board line, gain line and get the ball over the bar. It's, it's just not possible. 
When you're playing that kind of a system, you're hoping that maybe your Darina Sullivan and that can get and Saoirse Noonan and Anya Sullivan, they can get an, on enough ball up in the forward line to kind of score goals and score points and get enough points on the board. But I will give Cork some kudos in the sense that they did kind of keep Dublin to a, a minimum score. But you have to be able to score yourselves after that. And they did have chances. I, I personally don't think they were good enough to beat Dublin yesterday. I think Dublin were just absolutely fantastic. And they have to get credit. I know they have four in a row got, but if you look at Sinead Goldrick there, a player that we've kind of admired for a while, and maybe she she was influential in last year's final, but if you look at the kind of strength and condition and the physical shape that she's in, as again regards getting on the ball, breaking a tackle, and being able to extend out comfortably and move the ball down the lines. And you have Noel Healy, who's naturally good at that. You had Jennifer Dunn, as I said, in there. And then you had Nicole Owens chipping in with a couple of points. Shanetta Hearn was a little bit injured and all of that. Yeah. They had enough firepower up front. Once they got the ball into the correct decisions, like Carla Rowe had a lot to say with a lot of the scores that... Um, Dublin got yesterday and Lindsay Davy as well like they were just in my view when you're when you're built with that kind of a half back line of Siobhan McGrath Leah Caffery Sinead Goldrick and again we failed to, to mention Lauren McGee who is probably one of the biggest for anybody that doesn't know sports one of the biggest piano lifters in yep. ladies Gaelic football where she does so much untold un, un kind of recognised work that if you weren't at the game you would never probably see her and think she was but she does some she covers so much ground and she is as important to that team as your likes of uh, Sinead Hearn and Carla Rowe and Nicole Owens When you think of it Cork were losing and they took off Saoirse Noonan and Dorla Finn so it, it shows you where the game was going at that stage they were trying to force it at that stage like you know taking off Ola Finn I would have slipped her into the corner because she is a very good free taker and they did get a free just after that when they were three points down and it sailed wide to give a little bit more momentum to um, to Dublin which meant that you were bringing on players like and I, we spoke about this in the press box also the bringing on players with 30 seconds to go it's not really What's your, what's your ambition then? Is it to give girls a run in an All-Ireland final or try to sneak a couple of... Like, there were three points or four points down at that stage. We may look that we were very critical of core, but that was what we've seen in front of us. And I just don't think they were, they were the, the right decisions to be making. Mick Bohan, we have spoken about him so many times as a tactician. He, he has just got it all. And even speaking to the players afterwards, I know the players always speak in high regards for their manager, but... Lindsay Davy was just saying to me about how he transformed Dublin. Like they lost three All Ireland finals in a row. She was wondering, will she ever get that other All Ireland? And then Mick Bowen came in. Yeah, Mick Bowen has to deserve a lot of credit. He came in there when probably confidence levels were on the floor, and then basically goes unbeaten. Uh, four, four and zero for All Ireland finals. Like he's absolutely fantastic. He's a great manager. You can see him even in the way he speaks, in the way he articulates himself to us, the media afterwards. He's very clever in the sense, and I love the, what he says as, as a young manager myself. I love what he says about developing the players that they yes. can teach each other and teach the younger people on the team. Like that's a very, very powerful kind of message that he's sending to other managers and other people involved in teams that get a structure, get a format, and train. If you ha- if you are confident enough within your kind of structure that you take more experienced players within a setup, get them happy, get the perform, get the performance environment correct, and then they can train the younger players. Come on, and it's kind of becomes a culture then. And I just thought that's a fantastic philosophy. And he said yesterday, it's his term up as manager of uh, Dublin Ladies Football. But if I was the chairperson of Dublin Ladies Football I'd be at his door this morning uh, making sure that he's around for another four years. When you look at the year we had and Sinead Ahern was on about the journey and I said you know but the AAB basically was the, the toughest journey this year in more ways than one. When you think of the championship it was um, group stages but if you lost your first game then there was an awful lot of pressure on you for your next game. They got that goal against Donegal you know a freakish goal but I think when you look back on this championship, probably compared to other championships where Dublin kind of, you know, cruised 
that it was probably the toughest in more ways than one to win uh, the, the freak goal against Donegal. Then they, you know, the, the kind of, you know, Waterford put it up to them in the next game. Then Armagh really, it was only when Armagh went down to 14 players that they were able to pull away from them. And then obviously, you know, the court game yesterday, that it was a tough All-Ireland for them to win. And, and they totally deserved it because I think over those matches, you know, they, they showed character. Yeah, they did. They, it was a very tough championship. It was a very competitive championship in the sense that a lot of the teams would have been going into the first round of the championship without kind of league campaigns and would be in the, uh, there would have been a little bit of paranoia about uh, what, what exact level they were at. Like you know, but I think what I would like to see for next year is more the Friday night games, more the, the Vicky Walls showing they're playing football rather than say standing beside some promotional tool there and they're trying to force people to look into the games all you have to do is put that clip of Vicky Wall up on the social media and even to the to the older generation get it on TV get them in their prime spots like the Friday night lights as we call it and stuff like that and people will come to flock to see the Amy Mackins and the likes of Vicky Walls and even a player there on the Westmead team that I was very impressed with yesterday uh, in the back line was Lorraine Duncan uh, she was inspirational for Westmead there yesterday she's only back from Australia so many other players that I would like to see front line and centre for their football ability with good camera work with, with, with good kind of coverage of the games and that will increase the numbers of people that want to go and look at a ladies football match and actually see the players within the ladies football world because much like the Camogie there's absolutely some very very good footballers very very good Camogie players they're just not being seen because we're pointing the camera at something else rather than than them Tom a couple of months ago we were kind of going will we have football or Camogie or won't we have it and then all of a sudden it was back and I have to say even though We've kind of had to wear thermals and um, been out in weird conditions and all that. It has been so enjoyable. I keep on harping on about it, but it's the players, it's the managers, it's the associations, it's it's everyone that kind of has made it special. Uh, and for us, it's it's given us something. You know, the couple of months we've had it, it's it's been enjoyable. It's been very enjoyable, yeah, absolutely. And we're we're kind of in the box seat as regards being able to go to the games. I would like to see the return to the kind of a little bit of normality next year in let people go to the games like I think it was very hard on the families yeah. of the players that were in All-Ireland Finals and involved in the games that they weren't allowed to be there yesterday like in an 8,000 seater stadium like I really think that there's clever people around that around that kind of whole pandemic all understandable understanding the COVID-19 a little bit better now so I think they should go talk to those people come up with a solution to let people into games because as you know yourself you'll be out in a shop in I won't say where in whatever town and you'll be standing beside somebody and it's for them not to be allowed into into games it's, it's a, I would just like to see a return to a little bit more normality because while it was good for this time of year seeing Crow Park yesterday empty there and no kind of atmosphere I know a lot the of players media, deserve uh, better yeah but I, I know that a lot of media outlets and pundits are kind of fake and it's saying it's great and all that but I don't know is it it's not uh, like a lot of those players would have loved them to go for a pint after the game there yesterday and uh, be able to socialise and celebrate and come together uh, after the game we're going to have to get back to some sort of normality like that if it's going to be meaningful because while it's great that the games are on TV for the people at home but for the what we kind of focus on at Sports Hook is kind of the, the more the players and the people are involved in the management of that I would like to see them get a little bit more back to normality and not be told that they are not allowed have their family or whatever there at the games Well listen we are only a couple of days away from 2021 and uh, we'll be waiting now in the next couple of weeks to see what the story is with fixtures. We need to kind of look ahead and be positive and everything. The, the GA have out the, their list of what way the games are going to go next year. Hopefully we'll see now soon the LGFA and the Kamoki and we can have something to look forward to because that's all we can do. 
Yeah, and I think the LGFA have something out there about the uh, kind of fixture list for next year. Uh, it's been a great season. It's been a different season, and um, we'll be plotting over the, the winter months or the, the short winter months to uh, try bring better coverage next year, more kind of balanced coverage towards the players who we like to focus on the management teams around that. And uh, I think with the production of our app and all of that, we will be able to do great work with uh, ladies football and the Camogie next year, which is uh, one of our core passions and uh, we will continue in 2021. Listen, Tom, thank you so much for everything this year. Enjoy the Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. Thanks very much, Dave. Same to you. So thank you to all the players and managers we have met and spoke to over the past few months. We really appreciate the sacrifices that were made to ensure our games went ahead. So a huge thank you to everyone that made that possible. Our last show of the year is next week where we'll have a look back on this unique championship in words. And all that's left for me to do is to wish everyone a very happy Christmas. Please stay safe. So until next week, Slán Gafol.